forever. Dog. Knock, knock. Who's there? Don't ask. This week on the podcast, R.L. Stein's Babysitter 2. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Callie Nugent. And what I almost said during the intro was the podcast of highbrow readings and lowbrow commentary. Oh, yeah. Well, because our Patreon now mm-hmm. has public domain theater on yeah, it. Yeah, because we're doing public domain theater again for our Patreon, which is what you said, but in different order. Well, it's important to make sure that you that we get everybody to understand the information. Yeah. People that like to hear the like noun first and then the verb, and then people yeah. that like to hear the verb first and then the noun. Yeah, and so you have to accommodate those people. Exactly. And also, like with children's programming, um, <laughs> it's good to to repeat. Like repetition is how you learn. Yeah, and we are, as you know, YA children's programming. Yeah, for children. Um, you know what thing I don't like? What? Okay, mm-hmm. so I went to the mystery spot. In Santa Cruz, um, which was awesome. Is that a restaurant? No. What is that? It's like a weird place that like defies gravity. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah like yeah, one yeah. of those places. And they have one in Calico Ghost Town too. And there's like another one. Oh, I've been there. Else. Yeah. Like they, it, it's like, you know, you stand and you're like tilted and stuff. Anyway. I don't remember. They do this thing where they, all the tour guides have like canned jokes that they have to say, which is fine. I, I actually thought our tour mm-hmm. guide was good. Um, she like did it with the right amount of like, I'm over it, but not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like a very cute, like 18 year old girl doing it. It was great. But there's this thing that they have to do where they like, they say like, say milk five or taste, say silk five times. And then so the person says silk five times. And they're like, what does a cow drink? And you're supposed to say water, but you're, the silk's supposed to fuck you up so that you say milk. But also cows drink milk. Also, I didn't have to say it five times to immediately think milk. Yeah. There's also another one where it's like, what do you put in the toaster? Toast. No. <laughs> See, that one is true. Bread. You put bread. Yeah. Unless you want a little hockey puck. You put a toast in there I and you get a little hockey puck. Super toast. Yeah, I want, I want to bre- um, fuck up the roof of my mouth. I mean, if you had not said silk and you said right now to me, Lindsay, what do cows drink? I probably would have said milk. But they do. I'm Baby dumb. cows drink milk. Adult cows drink water. Baby cows you know drink what? milk. That is very true. See, in that's fact, why it's for them. It isn't it's for, for them. Us. It's not for us. I know. It's not for us. I that's do drink annoying. it sometimes. Why were they having... Oh, I drink. I absolutely drink milk. Actually, I'm trying to switch to oat milk. I like oat milk a lot. This is fascinating. Um, um, yeah. But why were they having you say that at the mystery It wasn't spot? for me. It was like they were making a little kid do it. But what does that have to do with the mystery spot? It's tenuous at best. Okay. Um, I don't know. They were having they so what they whoa. were they were supposed to have a kid that was like observing two people switch places. Uh-huh. And so she's like, I need to make sure that you're like paying attention. And so she did that. Oh. Okay. And then he So it's just like cute kid game. Yeah. But the kid actually was really cute because he so she, he did she did that first thing, the milk thing, and he kind of like he was really little. He was like uh, I want to say like four or five. That is little. Yeah, he was really little. I mean, he was five, but he was also very cute. Like when we were, uh, they were asking for people of certain heights, and she's like, 
okay, we need someone that's like 5'5". Five, five. And he kept being like, am I 5'5"? Five, five? And his parents were like, no. And then they'd be like, okay, we need someone that's six feet tall. And he's like, am I six feet tall? And they're like, no. <laughs> and then, so he was very precocious. But mm-hmm. then his face kind of like, when, when people laughed with the milk thing, he was like, mm. And then she was like, what do you put in the toaster? And he goes, bread. And she was like, yeah! And like gave him a big high five. It was very cute. Um, but I didn't like the milk thing because technically... They do. They drink milk. Well, I hope she gets fired. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she gets canceled. Well, I hope she gets canceled. (laughs) You know what, Mystery Spot? You're fucking canceled. You're fucking canceled. (laughs) You've been canceled for child abuse. Um, So all of this leads up to the fact that we read Babysitter 2. Speaking of children. Speaking of children. Yeah. R.L. Stein's Babysitter 2. Um... Do you want to read the back of the book and then we'll do a very brief recap of one because it barely it's basically this book, but different. <laughs> yeah. Um, OK, you're going to I'm going to need your help with recapping okay. one. I probably um, will. We'll rely on each other as usual. I think that I will. I will be pulling you down into the depths. <laughs> I, I don't think we I'll don't be have helping. to get crazy. <laughs> OK, ready? Yep. He's back. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Because Mike just walked in and I said he's back. I was talking about the book. Um, (laughs) He's back. Jenny's last babysitting job nearly killed her for real. But she's a survivor. She's getting over it. The crazy guy who was after her is gone. She even got a new babysitting job. Then the phone rings. When she answers, she hears a familiar voice. A voice from the past. From the grave. Hi, babes. I'm back. I didn't remember him calling her babes. I was just about to say the same thing. Sounds too sexual. Very. Or to be the dad? Yucky. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if Donnie was saying it because I'm hot. <laughs> he's so fucking he's hot. the hottest six-year-old in the world. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember from that book is that Basically, she is me too. into that kid. Here. All right. So here's book one. Jenny gets a job. Maybe sitting across town. And it's a little boy named Donnie. He's like six and again, in this one, they mention like she she thinks about him like he's an ex-boyfriend who oh, like, yeah, is the one that got away. She's like, he was so angelic and just and like, like perfect. The most here. Hand me the book. I want to read what it says in here. Wee. Wee. Um, yeah. So we go on and on about the creepiness of Jenny in the first babysitter. But where? Okay. So what happens? She babysits this six-year-old kid named Donnie. She's weird about him. While this is happening, she is um, like starting to see a guy named Chuck who's like such a jokester. And he and then she's getting well, he does these a scary mask calls. at her. Yeah, he does he? the clown mask outside at her. And and then is a completely different person in this book. And he's like, joke, joke, joke. I'm so funny. And this is all tell, no show. And and she's getting calls when she's babysitting. And I probably at home, too. I don't really remember. I guess, hi, babes. I'm hi, coming. Babes. Or I'm coming to get you. Whatever. I forget what he says. And it turns out the person kind of stalking her is actually the dad of the kid because and he's just been like out to get babysitters because a while ago Donnie had a sister and he and the sister died 
don't remember how. I'm not even sure if they tell us. Uh, it um, was because the babysitter like wasn't watching her or something. Yeah, but he blames her and it wasn't necessarily her fault. We don't actually think we do know it wasn't her fault but he blames her yeah he bl- she it was, was like there, but she it was fell downstairs fault. or something yeah and, yeah and he's like you should have been watching her and it's like well she didn't push her um so yeah it was him he she finds all these clippings about babysitters oh yeah he finds her fine like clippings them. knows that she's figured it out she very stupidly still accepts a ride home from him. Oh, yeah. And he drives her to a rock quarry like one does in these books. Is this where we and talked about rock quarries for mm-hmm. the first time? Oh, yeah, my I think we God. talked about rock quarries for they still at least me out. 10 minutes. We were trying to figure out what they yeah. do. And it turns out they get dirt for cement purposes. Well, and you can use rocks for those things that block the break water. Remember, we learned about that. No. Was it called like chip, chip, chap? Oh, chip, yeah. Chip, 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 chip. Something like that. Anyway, go back and listen to anyway. Babysitter 1, you guys. Yeah. And go to a walk, Corey. He's like, he's like about to rush at her to push her in. And she just like sidesteps and he goes flying oh, yeah. up into the quarry and dies. And Chuck had like, I don't know, like suspected they were going there and brought the police. And anyway that was the end of that and so we start this book jenny is talking to her um therapist about her uh trauma which is interesting because the characters don't usually like accept that they've experienced this very traumatic thing enough to go to therapy no they're usually just like "Mm, school started back to school Mm -hmm. wow my friends are like why don't you get over it yep but no she's in therapy yeah She's in therapy. She's well, really I guess working she, through it. They only go to therapy if R.L. Stein wants them to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, for plot reasons. Yes. And it is a very big plot reason in this book. For two reasons. This book's fucking crazy. Yeah. Not for anything that happens, but for the end. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I suspected um, the secretary from the beginning. Something was very weird with how many compliments she gives Jenny. Well, and I was noticing specifically the one part where she her name is Miss Gurney. Yep. And she (laughs) accidentally calls Dr. Schindler, which is a pretty memorable name at this point. Yes. Probably not when this book was written. Let's see. Let's take a peek. I'm I'm like almost sure. Ninety one. When was Schindler's List? 92, 93. Maybe later. 94. 93. December 15th, 1993. There you go. Um, so yeah, he did not choose Schindler on purpose for the movie. Maybe he did choose it on purpose for the man. Isn't it based on a true story? It is, isn't it? Yeah. It is. So maybe R.L. Stein was just like paying homage to Schindler... And all the people yeah. that he saved Let's in say. World War II Let's say. Um, in, this, in much the same way that he is trying to help save Gem- Jenny from her trauma. Okay. So that's, that's beautiful. That's the connection. Anyway, she calls Dr. Oh Schindler. God. I was Dr. so embarrassed. Dr. Gurney, On which accident. is her last name, which like, go girl, he would take your last name, but also how do you slip if yeah. that's the case? It's so Especially because this is 93. It was very rare for a man to take a woman's last name. This is 91. Oh, it's 91. I'm sorry. So, like, 
the amount of mental gymnastics that exactly. she has to go through. She's like, and then when we marry, he will be Dr. Gurney. <laughs> also, Gurney. Gurney. So that moment I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. she's killer. What it should have been was she should have called him like some kind of pet name. Like if his name was John or something. Oh, Johnny. Yeah. And then I mean, Dr. Schindler. Yes. Something. But like to straight up give him your last name. It I wonder, is very funny. I wonder if Arlstein was like worried that that would just make her seem too familiar and not crazy. Because well, I feel he, like he wanted to make her crazy. I mean, he she could have done. Well, she's crazy. He could have done more smaller things like that, though. Yeah. I Compliments were direct weird though they were weird i started noticing too that like the doctor like had his hand on her shoulder and then like when he brought her out into the in front of mrs gurney miss gurney Mm -hmm. he like pulled his hand away i noticed that and i was like oh that's interesting detail i didn't think about it yeah i i noted it and i was like i wonder what that means like does it mean he's into her Mm because if so that's a pretty good that's a pretty good detail to put in for a red herring yeah but and it also serves to work with like if he knows her medical history here's the thing Mm -hmm. unprofessional if you are a doctor Uh a therapist your patient you know Uh has obsessive thoughts about Uh you you don't hire them to be oh oh your secretary and you (laughs) let them all right here's the thing don't Hire a former patient altogether. No, it's too too much. And then if there are incidents, Mm. let her go. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, he should have put that together way quicker. Especially if she had a history of that. I mean, he knows everything about her. Like, he, it is a big indicator that she's batshit. If he goes, the tapes are missing. Whoa, I think Miss Gurney has probably been tormenting Jenny. I better get my butt down to the rock quarry. So if that's like a crazy leap. But if that's the leap that he takes immediately, then you know that something is wrong with this woman. He's yeah. like, uh-oh. Also, he like... The obvious answer. He also is like, mm, I should have seen it sooner. So that means he's been ignoring Signs. red flags. Yes. Also, like, the, the word tormenting is very funny to me. <laughs> she, she truly has been tormenting Jenny. She has. It's so fucking crazy. It's crazy. So... <laughs> But the same thing has been happening to Jenny. She's babysitting yes. a new kid who um, sucks. Oh, also, he's I mean, <laughs> fucking nuts as well. I mean, the fact that like we're like, oh, yay, it's not him. The end. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, like, but no, like, but like, let's talk about Eli because he's in dire need of different parents. Hugely disturbed. Yes. But all right. Before I forget, here's. So here's her old charge, Donnie. <laughs> From Donnie to Eli. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so she's telling Dr. Schindler about, I did think it was a really good um, narrative tool, the going back and forth to therapy in a really good that. way to recap that. book one to have it be in a therapy yes. session. And I mean, I know that like, I don't know. I, I thought this book was pretty good. Well, I assume that pre-Fear Street, R.L. Stein had more time. So busy during Fear Street. And so the writing was a little more deliberate. Yeah. And measured and 
tonally correct. Yeah. And I think the therapy sessions. Well, Fear Street, there's nothing wrong with Fear Street tone. It's just we're not getting any like, hi, my name's Jenny. And anyway. If I had to say what I looked like, I guess I'd be. Yeah. Well, the I liked the therapy sessions in that they were um, really a really cool device. Mm hmm. Like they serve so many purposes. They're yeah. a really cool device for us. They also set up the like, honestly, that doctor was a pretty good red herring. He didn't act inappropriately. No. But still, you know, you think maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And like the hand on her shoulder. I don't know what that is. I don't know why he's well, hiding it. I didn't really it. think about it because that seemed pretty nothing well the the, the thing the i clocked was says it was like also like him removing his hand once they came out in the into the lobby i was like oh why is he hiding that he's putting his hand on our shoulder i thought it was just basically like well you're out here and so now i will be taking my hand back and you can't have it maybe i read into it too much like it but just maybe seemed like he, he was described it rushing well i'm sure he had to so that Ms. what's your name would torment Jenny? yeah and so that you the reader would then look back on it and go oh that's what that was I don't know. This just seemed oh, like I a do. more thought out. I yeah, because it wasn't so much the hand as Miss Gurney's reaction yeah. to the hand, or, or he gets very all business. All yeah, he gets again. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's not the hand being there. It's the quick removing of the hand and like acting very like different. Like that oh, must have been like oh fuck, I don't want my insane receptionist to think i'm in love with my patient my receptionist that i never should have hired no and who uh i uh, definitely has done this before yes but i, I have kept on her for some that. reason oh boy so this is her description to dr schindler of donnie She's telling us the whole plot of book one. Well, I took this babysitting job twice a week with this adorable little boy named Donnie. Donnie Hagen. Donnie had the most amazing white blonde hair you ever saw. He was so cute. And the two of us just hit it off right away. Jenny. Jenny. Move on with your life. This ain't the one who got away. This is too much. This is a child. Yeah. He was six. Yeah. All your freaking hands through his hair Ooh, he's I, gonna be a gross. heartbreaker one day I it was can't. not okay but Lindsay, now he's uh -huh. like seven that's true <laughs> she should look him up yeah no it was gross and then it also gross. just the way that she is like mm. eli is like nothing like johnny donnie 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 let's find eli eli's nuts but really it's not his fault eli's parents blow they are uh, not being good parents they suck they are it's like that episode of twilight zone where the little boy can control everything with his mind yeah and so everybody's being very deferential to him because they don't want to want him to like disappear their mouths yeah that's how they're acting around eli simply because he gets grumpy also like the the way that they try to like prep uh, what's her name? Jenny. What, the way they train it. The way they try to. Oh, yeah, that's why you called him Johnny. Yeah, because I got it mixed up. Um, the the way that they try to prep Jenny too. They're like, don't fucking just like do whatever he fucking says, Jenny. Like, just do not. And I'm like, dude, he's like, but he's then dead. he's disturbed though, right? He's like really disturbed. Well, he is disturbed because he is desperately seeking attention yeah. and discipline. I he mean, begging for it. He's just 
begging you know for he it. wants it and by <laughs> wants it i mean discipline and love <laughs> i mean the the thing that was he feels like a little freak clearly well, he's told all these things and he like got freaked out by it and he isolates himself what about the like horror movie stuff though i think that that is you think he's just trying to get attention he's just trying to get attention he's trying to get a rise out of anyone okay because his stupid parents treat him like an adult because i was afraid it was gonna be like the dangerous son type thing where it's like oh this child I mean, yeah is with is past help that's certainly how it's being set up so that Eli's a creepy little red herring, which is fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it could have been executed in a more fun way. Yeah. Instead, you're just like, this kid sucks. I know it's not him. Yeah, I knew it wasn't him. That's the problem. Because he sucked too much. He sucked way too much. Um, okay. La, 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 la. Here's Eli. Jenny saw that he had a narrow, intense face like his father's topped with thick blonde hair, which obviously hadn't been brushed that day. He had his mother's dark eyes, which were even more startling on him since his skin was so fair and the rest of his features were so pale. She has dark, dramatic eyes, by the way it was said. He was wearing a Turtle Power t-shirt over green spandex bicycle Turtle Power! Shorts. That's adorable. That's very cute. Uh, and he says he has an IQ of 180. He built him... He built his own computer, which isn't the craziest achievement I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, he did it without a kit, right? So that's kind of impressive. Well, I'm pretty sure he just bought a computer and then added more memory to it, if I remember correctly. Wait, really? Because like, you can build He's describing a computer. It. Like, I've built a computer. Exactly. But... um. I don't okay. know, but wasn't it more difficult to build a computer in 93? No. Okay. Uh, I built this computer, he said, ignoring her joke. You did? You built it? I really am impressed, Jenny exclaimed, moving closer to take a better look. From a kit, Eli said. Oh, from a kit. He does. I modified it. I put in a graphics card and extra memory. Wow, Jenny said, leaning over him to stare at the monitor screen. Sorry, but big whoop. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of impressive back you know, in 93, when like you couldn't just look up how to, you know, I made, I built my computer from looking up how to do it. Ooh, check you out. But that's the thing. It's from looking it up. But like, I feel like he... In 91 there... You couldn't do that. He could, but also it came from a kit. Yeah. And truly all he did was add more memory and... Yeah, which graphics. actually is not that hard. No. It's like, Wait, a, so isn't it a matter a of like card? removing... Yeah, so like, yeah, you can a take a little plate yeah, from inside the like, yeah, motherboard. Yeah, what is it called? see, I'm I mean, an idiot. I could, but do here's it. the thing I don't know what it was like to build a computer in '93. All I know, because I, I'm sorry, why do I keep because <laughs> of Schindler's List? It's haunting me. <laughs> I don't know what it was like to build a computer in '91. I think you had to be a specific type of person to want to do that, whereas now it's much more mainstream. Well. <sighs> And the real, the real, real issue is that doesn't make you a genius. It makes you interested. Or it makes you a nerd. Like it makes you like. It makes you interested in computers. Yeah. It doesn't make you a genius to have done it. Yeah. And that's the thing. He made it from a kit. I mean, how old is he? 10. That's okay. not the craziest thing to do when you're no. 10. And the parents, it's like when, you know, you know, when you meet people and they're like, my kid is a genius and you meet the kid and you're like, well, he's just 
precocious. He's precocious. He's and he's um, interested in computers. And I'm sure he does have a high IQ. Oh my god! But But also IQ tests are bullshit. (laughs) They're total bullshit. Um, I'm sure he gets very good grades. I'm sure he has trouble relating to kids his age. However, yeah, he built it from a kit. Mm -hmm. He is not the kid from Twilight Zone. Give this kid some fucking boundaries and yell at him sometimes and send him to fucking astro camp or something leave him to self-soothe if he gets mad you can't just like live in fear of your own kid just because he gets grumpy yeah no that also yeah that's the thing it's like it's set up as if he is a dangerous son type of child which like i know i've talked about this documentary before but if you guys it does make you very worried and like sick to your stomach um because there are people that you know it's just like you see these parents that are like i don't know what to do my son is like yeah that exists so violent and like you'll see these parents who like try to discipline their kid and he's just like i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill all the family blah blah blah, blah. and it, like that ha- exists and it's like geez what i'm glad i'm not that person because like that's fucked up here though Eli is not that Eli is not this kid he's not that kid he I mean at a certain point with Jenny he starts just like he runs hot and cold but the way he runs hot tells you everything you need to know about his bad moods because he he doesn't want a babysitter he thinks he's above babysitters he's talking about his high IQ he's talking about how he's a mechanical genius which the dad warns Jenny about immediately he's like my son's a mechanical genius and she's like cool and he's like and he, he but like he's gonna tell you yeah he's like he's not humble like within two minutes he's gonna say I'm a mechanical genius which he does immediately and it's because he's had it set up in his mind that he's gifted and so he starts acting a different way but it freaks him out and so when he runs hot, he like runs up to her, buries his little head in her side and gives her the hardest, hardest hug and then gives her like a big kiss on the cheek. So he clearly needs to be a little kid. Yeah, he needs someone to talk to him because like he's just up there in his room with his tarantulas and his fucking computer. And it's like, fine, have your tarantulas in your computer. But sure. she should have turned off that horror movie. Yeah. Not, I mean, he's 10. That's a bit young. But I was also reading these books when I was 10. So it's yeah. not, but but she needed to pull him out of that and just say something like, okay, well, while I'm here, we're going to do something together. Yeah. You can watch that another time. Yeah. Something. Or like someone needed to ask him questions. Like someone needed to be like, oh, yeah. so you like, you don't like when the killer dies. Why is that? Yeah. Like, or like, tell me more about your computer. Yeah, yeah. But his parents are just like, <laughs> just, just, just make him, sure he let him. He'll get over it. Make sure he doesn't get mad at you. That was like something his parents did. Yeah, a lot. it made no sense. Um, or because like she seemed to make headway with him when her friends Claire and Rick come over. Yeah. Oh boy, every man in this girl's life. Oh, Rick. Every oh. crazy boy oh, no, in this no, no. girl's life is bad. <laughs> bad. Like they're um, all three of them are red herrings who aren't the killers and are therefore okay. They're the like yeah. shitty red herring trope that of these books 
just like on Rick, parade. Rick is like nice guy syndrome. Why? Well, Rick isn't anything. Well, he like it's very funny because like he's she's like my two best friends are Rick and Claire. And I love like, hanging I love out with Claire because she's humorless. <laughs> I know. And Rick because he's there. <laughs> I know. Rick has nothing. She's like I love Claire because she's humorless. Literally, she's like. I, she says that she says that because she's tired of jokes because she hates her ex-boyfriend joker boy chuck because chuck. of her horrible experience yes that i really liked that about the book where she's like things have changed for me it was a really harrowing experience my whole life is different now i'm sorry i'm in a different place i can't keep seeing you chuck refuses to accept this so she's like i need to be around claire she's serious and then like um she came with Rick. It was just a set. <laughs> I know. And then Rick. And she's like, so that's nice as well. So like, it's so funny too, that like she. And they're just friends. They're not a couple. Yeah. They're just friends. And the way that she describes him too, it is so like a nothing person. So then when he does try to kiss her, I like was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's at this stupid tennis oh. game where he goes crazy. And it's just for the sake of having another red herring. So it's like the second yeah. somebody, the second a boy likes a girl, they go into a testosterone rage. Who was the other guy? The hot bad Cal. boy? Cal. Hot blonde, non-Aerosmith fan. Yeah. That was so weird. That was weird. Um, She's like hypnotized by his eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, he sounded pretty dreamy. He did sound really hot. But the just the part about, so he's like wearing, he looks kind of dangerous. He's like blonde hair and and a scar on his chin he's wearing like a ripped up aerosmith t-shirt and then later she's like so do you like aerosmith and he's like no i like cheap t-shirts i was like okay yeah cool (laughs) what purpose did this serve i don't know um was that supposed to like make him seem i think it was supposed to be funny funny and charming and like give them like something to laugh over but yeah, they were like None verbally sparring without actually moments. verbally sparring at all. Which is also a trope of these books. Yeah. Where it's like, our banter was so fun. Okay, well. Yeah, where she's I'm like, not I like on the page. music. And he's like, I like music too. Cool. Have you been to a different record store across from the mall that we are currently in? No, I haven't. I'm new. You could say I'm kind of a army brat except that my dad wasn't in the army and she's like ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, ha. I feel it like feels it, good to laugh it, again it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like if someone said that to me i would just be like oh like if someone was like oh i'm kind of an army brat except my dad wasn't in the army i would just be like okay i wouldn't think it was it's not it's not noteworthy to me it's not something i would think of as i would literally just be like okay like i would well here say it to me um yeah i moved around a lot you could say i was an army brat except my dad wasn't in the army (laughs) you're not like (laughs) oh my goodness it feels good to laugh once again (laughs) oh gosh i maybe i'm recovering (laughs) um I kind of for I forgot the flow of the conversation, but so that's Eli. He's a red herring. Chuck is the other red herring who is fully insane now that she's broken up with him, like physically abusive. Yeah, he's which a problem. Thank God she really like puts her foot down. She's like, no, I am. He like pushes her onto the ground and she hits her head. 
Yeah, I was really glad that she was just like, we're fucking over, dude. And she had been telling him that, but the book never redeems Chuck for that. She she does say later on, she's like, Chuck is upset and Chuck has gotten like weird and abusive, but I don't think he would be torturing me over this. It's like, okay, that's not a full forgive. So fine. But there was, but then Cal is also kind of a red herring too, because he also gets really moody about liking her. Yeah. He like invites her to a party. The party kind of sucks. So she's like, uh, how about we leave and go do something else? And he is okay. Wait, but their party, the party upset. was like an orgy party, right? I don't know. It seemed like nothing at all. Cause we didn't even go there. She's like, there are people I'm making out. There were like people laying all over the place, making out. Yeah, I guess so. And he's like, I must have skimmed over. He's like, I'm such an idiot. How could I have thought to take a good girl like you to a party like that? Yeah. And she's like, it's okay. um, It's okay. I've been to parties before. He's like, no, there was, there was sex everywhere. And they couldn't even figure out how to tap the keg. Hedonists. Oh yeah. (laughs) So not only were they hedonists, they were stupid hedonists. It was like, she's like, it's fine. Because they walk in and it's just like a tumble of people making out. It's yeah. very strange. Like, I think I would be like, what the fuck is this? Someone had turned off the lights in the living room and couples were sprawled all over the floor. <laughs> there were couples making out in the den, too. And in the dining room, some guys who had somehow gotten hold of a keg of beer were puzzling over it, trying to figure out how to get the tap to work. Rap music boomed from the speakers set up all over the house. Oh, rap music? There's rap music and rap making music? out. Um, then it describes Cal's outfit and then it describes Jenny's outfit, which... Both are interesting. Okay, what are they? Cal was wearing black, straight leg jeans, cool, and an oversized, short-sleeved Hawaiian shirt. Fun. Okay, that could fun. be that could be stylish. Yeah, that's kind of fun. He's got a look going. That's like what's popular now: oversized tops with straight mm-hmm. leg jeans. Yeah, he might have looked hot. Mm-hmm. Jenny wore a green T-shirt over an orange sleeveless T-shirt. I had questions about this over outfit. white tennis shorts. <laughs> It was hard to tell what anyone else at the party was wearing. It was too dark. Yeah, see, dark I'm glad otherwise we would have gotten a description of everybody, of every single every person couple. there, and their nonsensical outfits. Yeah, orange, Under, so green T-shirt. It's not over, even showing over an orange sleeveless T-shirt over white tennis shorts. I just don't get why she's even mentioning the orange shirt because you probably can't exactly. see it unless it's like. Is it longer? Is it poking out of the collar? So maybe is it like one of the, the is it like hanging off one shoulder? It's just why why mention it? Why are we being told this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like his outfit is cute. And then when I was picturing it, I was like should I be like switching them in my head? That's and then I just I had thought. the hilarious image of an orange tank top with like an a big baggy t-shirt sticking out from it. And it looked it, like, like a fucking neck crunched up inside. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the party that they then escape from. The sex party. And then Cal is unreasonable. It's really weird. So he's like driving away. It's like he's embarrassed he took her there. He's embarrassed he took her there, he says. And it's like, okay. And she's like, don't worry about it. It's fine. He's, he's like, like, no. no. 
You don't understand. You don't understand. You're a good girl, Jenny. I just wanted to make a good impression. That's all, he said. Instead, there we were, stumbling around in the dark with a bunch of dorks who couldn't figure out how to work a beer keg. <laughs> She's like, forget it. It's fine. He's like, I can't. This is when she kisses him? Not yet. Oh. But it is infuriating. It's about to happen. It's no big deal, she said. Come on, Cal. I spent the entire day with a 10-year-old who thought everything I suggested we do was too boring and too babyish. No matter what we do tonight, it's got to be an improvement on that. Oh, that makes me feel a lot better, he said, sounding like a child himself. Pull over, Jenny said suddenly. And I was like, hell yes, girl, get out of the car. He should not be acting this way. His expression changed to one of surprise. What? Pull over, Jenny urged, right now. You're getting out? He asked. We're in the middle of nowhere. At least let me drive you home. Will you just pull over? Jenny insisted. He obediently swung the car to the curb, stopped and pushed the gear shift to park. Then he turned to her. Listen, I'm real sorry. Before he could finish his sentence, she flung herself across the seat onto him, threw her arms around his shoulders and pressed her lips against his in a long, hard kiss. When that happened, I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, good for her taking initiative. Sure, but I was like, the I driving would not force. have been turned on by this moment. And she says she did it because she like wanted to do it all night. I'm like, that's cool. She's really attracted to him, and she's like, he's hot. Let's do this. However, <laughs> you're rewarding some pretty shit behavior. I mean, I mean, I guess okay. He's he shouldn't be pouting like that. Because it really was not a big deal. And he's also not accepting her reassurances at all. Yeah. And that's weird. And he's getting moody. I mean, here's the problem. We've all been there, right? I will be in a... I'll feel embarrassed about something or Mm -hmm. whatever. And Michael will be like, it was fine. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. I looked like a fool. And he's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, an idiot. (laughs) A trollop. A grade A room. <laughs> I all, looked a fool. All the way to the FBI. <laughs> what is that? That's from, um, you know what you are? With your cheap bag and your good shoes. Oh, uh, it's from Silence Silence the Lambs. All the way to, to the, the FBI. FBI. Have you been watching? Um, oh, my God. His name is escaping me. Hannibal Lecter. Have I been watching his work? Uh, the actor's uh, uh, like Twitter videos and like Instagram videos. You mean Mads Mikkelsen? No, the Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. That's his name. God, I wow. was so sure that you would have known the name Anthony no, Hopkins. I know it. That it I was jumped gone. to the TV Hannibal. No, that's funny. Uh, no, I haven't. They're very cute. I saw one actually. Which one was it? The one with the cat on his chest? No, it was a long time ago. It was like maybe oh. his birthday or. Oh, they're very adorable. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just like cool. petting a cat, and he's like, "Oh, you're a good boy." And then he like <laughs> moves the camera, and he's like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> really cute. Oh, I'll start following him on yeah, Twitter. You should. They're really a plus. Cool. Good to know. He also enlists the help of others to make his videos, like to film his videos mm-hmm. a lot, which is very cute. Um, Anthony Hopkins, hunk. Hunk. Hunk, no hunk. 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 It's a thing that Alex at work, um, it's a game that he instigates. Hunk, no hunk. Nice. When you say whether they're a hunk or not. We used to do buy or sell. <laughs> and buy is like... Yeah, good. And then sells like, oh, sell, sell. <laughs> um, 
Mads Mikkelsen. Uh huh. Honk, no honk, slash, buy or sell. Ooh. That's tricky. I'm going to say honk. Yeah, honk. For me, for sure, honk. I'm going to say buy that honk. Buy that honk. <laughs> sell that no honk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buy that honk for sure. Unload that no honk stock. Mm hmm. It's tanking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that there are 40 Hallmark Christmas movies coming out this year? That's a lot. Doesn't their Christmas movie season start today? Yeah, it's like now. When does it start? It's like now. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. I think it starts in, at least in October. If it, I feel like I would have heard if it had actually started. Yeah. But I do think they start in October or something. Yeah, they start early. That's so many. Yeah. How are their new stories? I mean, there aren't. Me and Wilder are still trying to write a Hallmark movie. You for sure could. But I keep dropping the ball. You could do it. Honestly, if you just set aside a day, you'll do it. it. I know. Like maybe even two hours. I think you could yeah. do it in two hours for real. I think individually we could. But if we're trying to do it together, it's Set like, up a when time. are we going to get together? Yeah. Let's talk about different ideas. Yeah. Well, why don't you just write like seven of them? That's on your what. Own. Yeah. Maybe we should just write every single one of the ideas we've had. Because <laughs> honestly, okay. And now Netflix is doing it. Yep. Although the Netflix ones are like, I think, p- better than the Hallmark ones. I have yet to watch one. Oof. Christmas Prince is very bad. <laughs> I I'll, thought you were going to say very good because no, you had just said they're better. I mean, it's bad. Oh, Christmas better? Prince. Right. Yeah, well, well, because they're less one? like God-ish mm, Christian. Yeah. Like this is just she um, meets a... Christmas Prince. (laughs) Hello, I'm the Prince of Christmas. Um, I mean, I think you should watch it because I think you and I would have a lot to talk about Uh with it because I think the villains of it are maybe the heroes because they're the best. Mm. Um, I have heard, or I read an article about how much all the women who are in all of those Hallmark movies love making those Hallmark movies. I bet they're fun. Hallmark's a really supportive environment for women and families, and they are very accommodating. And obviously, they're being valued a lot more than the rest of the industry would. I mean, honestly... With their, like, career status and age. Yeah. Like, very Honestly, it's probably, like, very fun to make those movies, too. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing, too. It's, like, not... I think it's not anyone that's like up their own ass about like their creative vision. Like there's no like Stanley Kubrick like assholes over there. I feel like. Yeah. They're all just like like, wanting to make something that makes people feel good when they watch it. Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to make something about the holidays. That's great. Yep. Let's do that. Yep. That seems fun. Yeah. Um, I'd do one. I would do one. Hell yeah. I'd write one. I'd do one. Yeah. Uh, You'd write and do one. I challenge you um, to make me an offer that I could refuse <laughs> would you I challenge you you would be in one for sure right if yeah. they were like hey we have an opening tomorrow <laughs> you look at your watch yeah oh hey uh tomorrow there's we, an opening my, my calendar watch um i'd be like oh let me work it out with my current employer you could take a day off they would let you for sure <laughs> a day a day can i take a day off to do a hallmark movie and they'd be like yeah they'd be like please yeah by all means yeah wonderful that'd be wonderful would you? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah who the fuck's going to say no? Who would that? say no? Who? I think there are like people that 
I don't know. There are people that are very All right. Robert De Niro snobby. makes garbage. I know. I actually... Do a Hallmark movie. It's also really interesting... Sexist. <laughs> it's also really interesting, like, I remember when I was first, first, first starting out, um, trying to, like, do comedy and stuff. And, like, I wasn't fully trying to do acting yet, but I was trying to do comedy. And I remember talking to someone I went to high school with, this girl that I used to be, like, best friends with in high school, and... I forgot how judgy people can be because I feel like usually most struggling actors when they're talking to each other, like if someone's like, hey, I got this, I got this spot on this thing. Everyone's like, oh man, that's great. Good for you. Mm -hmm. But I remember she was like, oh yeah, just don't, I remember remember just feeling so demoralized after this uh, meetup with her because she was, because I was telling her I wanted to try to act and whatnot. And she was like, Oh, just don't get trapped into this trap of like, she's like, I just went on a, uh, I forgot what it was at the time before Tinder, um, date with a guy. And he was like bragging about how he got a Pepto-Bismol national spot and like, ugh. And I was like, dude, that's a good fucking spot. Hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. I hope that they use that campaign for years to come. Yeah. God bless him. I wish him well. Yeah. Unless he was like, also a dick about it sure but i think she probably like she she like just mentioned commercial it. period yeah yeah and like i think that like i don't know i didn't realize people well i used to be a lot more judgy i would have been like homework yeah i think i would have been like that you know what all it takes to get you to be a lot less judgy is to actually try to truly try to do something and realize how hard it is yeah and also look into why you have such a strong emotion about something. Yeah. Cause like for me, I'm sure it was, I'm not like other girls mm-hmm. syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or like, um, the only art is high art, which like, sure. A Pepto-Bismol commercial probably is not going to be like the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Who cares? It's but work. like, who fucking cares? It's money. You got to pay the working. fucking bills, dude. I would love to book a national Pepto-Bismol spot. Yep. Please. I mean, I'd love to at some, like, I would love it if at some point in my career could say no to commercials based on the company or product. Like if it's like cruelty free or, you know, made by child slaves in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Um, But like when you're starting out, there's kind of no such thing as selling out at this in our generation. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe we've talked about this before, but we're like, it used to be like, oh man, don't like give up your artistic, like morality for like sell out. My to the goal man. is to sell out. And it's like a hundred percent sell out to the man while I vote for Bernie Sanders. Because yeah. if capitalism exists, I'm going to fucking try to take as much money Here's as I can thing. while fighting it from the political Within. side. Well, also like, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, like this is the system that's built. Yeah. So I'm going to, I I'm, need to make a living. I'm constantly about gaming, whatever system is there. Mm-hmm. And then, but I'm going to try to change it through my voting. Yeah. You know, um, like, I don't like it. Yeah. But I'm not about to starve. That's the problem. I gotta, I gotta pay my rent, you know? And these jobs are few and far between now. And also it's kind of like, yeah, it is, yeah. And also it's kind of like, you know, 
you need to pay like make money from stuff that you may not agree with everything about it um so that you can f- basically fund the work that you think matters you know because like you know a lot of people are like oh you want to tell stories about people um that are marginalized or whatever then you should just write something i'm like okay well i'm gonna okay i will but like also i need money so i'm gonna <laughs> go out for auditions commercial yeah i'm I'm gonna want that Pepto-Bismol commercial so that way i can get to that point yeah so that my voice later. can be something that's loud enough that i can tell that story you know basically when you watch reality bites she should have chosen Ben Stiller and not Ethan Hawke. I never saw that. Watch that movie and I defy you to look at it any other way. Well, isn't it also like when people talk about like watching Rent again as an yep. adult and you're they like, fucking Yo, suck. Pay what? your fucking, Pay your fucking rent, rent to your black friends. Yeah. And take the fucking BuzzFeed job. Yeah. Because you need a job. While you're saying no to this job, your supposed friend Benny. Mm-hmm. You are not paying him rent. Pay your friend the rent that you owe him. This is like fucking... You monster. Like, what are you, Constance Wu? <laughs> like, the... Do you, do you remember this? What was the... Oh, so oh, when the Fresh, Fresh Off, off the, the Boat, boat got thing. renewed and she's like, fuck, this sucks. I get that. Here's the thing. Have that in your heart. That was real lame. Do not say that. that. Um, like, sure, yeah, you want to do other projects and you don't want to be tied down to something that like makes it so you can't do other stuff. Yeah, that sucks in your heart. But there are people who wait by that fucking phone for a call. Like, one of my friends is on that show. And she waits, you know, she, like, if the phone rings, she's available. She's ready to come in to to to, to do something for that show. And so I look at it like, I don't know. It just seems on... Don't... Don't say it. Disrespect. Yeah. The thing that made you... Yeah. And also, it's not even like she's it's not even like she's stuck being on fucking two and a half men or something. It's a show that is one of the only successful shows for Asian people to have come out there. It was what got her to be considered for Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. It's just to me, it's fine. Think about it in your heart. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends, complain about it with your friends over at, uh, you know, the all expenses paid trip that you got to pay for your friends to go on because of that money from that fucking show. Complain about it on a wine trip to your friends. Yes. Don't tweet about it because it makes you look really fucking messy. It was a moment of weakness. Yeah. It sucks. Honestly, but if you're Mark in rent, pay your rent. Yeah. You got to pay your fucking rent. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tadigs yeah. needs the money or <laughs> he doesn't need it but he's owed it he's owed it that's the other thing if you're like gonna stick it to the other but like your friends involved don't fuck your friend over just because you don't like who he married also you killed her dog also you like killed her dog when you this is specifically just mark yeah specifically the guitarist who's the guitarist who's the guitarist who's the guitarist and then Janine's like, whatever. I don't think her art is any good, but fine. Her Keep art is not good, art. right? The play is not good. It is a... The songs are good. Um, oh, the no. The songs are good. The story is hack. The okay. story's not hack. Oh, the yeah, story yeah. is 
tone deaf. I am really just... Story is tone deaf. Looking up the tone wrong deaf. things here. Guitarist from Rent. That's not a good thing to try and Google because then it's like, do you want to rent a guitarist? Okay, we've got Mark. We've got Benny. We've got Janine. We've got... Oh, Janine or Joanne? Joanne's Mimi, the girlfriend. Maureen, Mark, Angel, Maureen. Angel, 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 Joanne, Benjamin, Roger, Tom. That's all it's given. Roger. Me. Roger's the guitarist. Roger. Let's see. Depressed. I mean, his girlfriend did kill herself. Yes, Roger's a struggling really it's just musician. Mark. It's just Mark. He's just, he's the friend roommate of Mark. Mark. It like sucks that you have to pay rent, but you should pay your rent. Mark. Specifically Mark and no one else. Yeah. And don't be mean to your friend. That's the problem. It's like when your friends are involved, you should do right by them. Mm-hmm. I and also, also like Angel, I support you. You're an important trans character in the mm-hmm. show. It's not like funny that the dog died. <laughs> I just don't, I don't find that funny. The dog died. I don't like it to be. I don't think it's funny when people are like, oh, and then like the animal died. The animal's not involved. Like, I don't care that you don't like the person who owns the animal. Yeah. I the details like honestly when I read all those characters names I was did not know who any of them were I the details of rent um escape me except for that I'm like you should pay your rent the songs are so good songs are really good I I do really like the songs um oh yeah but so it turns out that the secretary (laughs) (laughs) all right that's what we're talking about the secretary is the one who um is like calling her and is like hey babes i'm back and she's like no mr hayen which of course it's not fucking him girl stop and then um the the fake out of her like finding um eli's like little homemade phone that he made and when he's like on the phone he's like hello it's me and he would like call her and stuff Mm -hmm. and she's making prank calls to other people i guess yeah and it was sad when he was like my friends and I was like, girl, you already said that you don't have friends. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Just got two friends. Yeah. Oh, that was something else I was going to say. It's clear that Eli wants, just needs boundaries and discipline when the friends get there and he's like, who said they could come over? And she goes, do you have a problem with my friends coming over here? And it just like shuts him up immediately. Yeah. Also, um, I like how What's that guy's name? The guy that has a crush on her. Rick. Rick's like, I'm great with kids. Like, surprise new crush on her. Oh, my God. Simply because she brought Cal to tennis. I know. And he's he's like, like, whoa, you're seeing a guy? I've never wanted you more. Also, I don't like when people try to push on you too hard about how good with kids or dogs they are. (laughs) Like, I find that if I do that, I am immediately proven wrong. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like when people the are like, kid or I'm, dog knows. Yeah. Like that when, I have just bragged. Well, I just like have experienced a lot where people are like, okay, so like my dog is like a little bit nervous around people. Like, don't rush them. And people are like, I'm like really good with dogs. And then they rush the dog and the dog growls at them. And then they're like, oh. And it's like, you're clearly not good with dogs because. Not all dogs. You've clearly just yeah. met. You've just met one that well-adjusted dogs before. Yeah. I mean, you've met like golden retrievers that grew up like in cotton candy fields. Yeah. (laughs) Like not the average dog. Yes. Um, Because most people that are good with dogs know that you let them come to you, you ding-a-ling. Mm-hmm. 
And then the same with him and the kid. He's like, I'm so good with kids. And he tries to talk to Eli about sports and Eli's like ignoring him. Mm-hmm. And, but Eli does M&Ms. like Eli does like the girl, Claire. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. And then Claire what the goes fuck happened to Claire? I don't know. She's, she's, she falls downstairs and like gets a concussion and they have to call an ambulance. And it's like, whoa, did Eli do it? But like, we know that no, he didn't. Did he? No. How do we know? She, because otherwise we would have. He, otherwise he wouldn't have been the killer. Also, otherwise we would have known. Yeah. That uh, yes, we would have found out that he was the killer. But also when she goes upstairs and then it's just Rick and Jenny alone That's on the couch. That's an insanely bold move. He tries to make out with her. Instantly. Ugh. Why? Embarrassing. You know that she's seeing someone. Never have any romantic overtures passed between you two. Never. And so to be like, hey, buddy, who I only have ever just like hung out with casually in a group of three people. Pounce. Pounce you, on a couch. This is why. Couch pounce. I believe if you have a crush on your friend, mm-hmm. you probably have had a crush on them since the beginning. You need to act quickly. Like you need to like try to ask them out on a date mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Because Make otherwise your it's known. this. Yeah. Otherwise it's this or you can't say anything at all. Yeah. Because then they're married. <laughs> yeah. It's like 30 years later. It's like it's one thing if... When they came over, he then turned to her and he's like, you know, I wanted to apologize for getting like being so weird at tennis when you brought Cal. I, I have to confess something. I've had a crush on you for a while and I I didn't know you were dating someone. And, um, so I got weird and I'm not proud of that, but I thought that you should know that I like you and, you know, I have no right to tell you what to do, but I, I would really like it if you would go out on a date with me. I understand that you're seeing someone. And so it's like, I understand if the answer is no, but I just had to, I just had to tell you. Instead, he's like, no. And she's like, whoa, what the shit? <laughs> Absolutely so she not. doesn't even get words. No. He doesn't even say anything. He's just like, sit next to me, arm around her, in for the kill. <laughs> She's like, Ew. get off. And he's like, Bleh. he's like, oh, shut I up. I forget what he even says. He's like, no, you are. And then he leaves. And basically. <laughs> oh, I opened right to it. That's weird. Oh, my God. Jesus is real. <laughs> um, so he's asking about, he's asking about, he says, I'm great with kids. And she's like, oh, he's uh, not like other kids. Embarrassing. This is weird. Rick said. Then suddenly he reached over and took Jenny's hand. Oh, I forgot that this no. was how he tried. Stop. It was so embarrassing. Okay, keep going. So embarrassing. Hey, your hand is cold. Is it? I hadn't noticed, Jenny said uneasily. <laughs> he rubbed her hand as if trying to warm it. No, stop. Then he slid over to Jenny on the stop. couch and stop, put stop, his stop. arm around her shoulders, stop, stop, pulling her close. Jenny was so surprised. She didn't react at first. Rick had never acted the least bit interested in her, except as a friend. What was this about? His big arm felt heavy on her narrow shoulders. He leaned forward, moving his face towards hers, about to kiss her. Rick, whoa! She tried to pull away, but he had he had her pinned down. Hey, stop! He immediately pulled his arm away. She jumped to her feet. What's going 
on? She asked, more puzzled than upset. He shrugged. Just kidding around, he said. But his face was bright red and his hurt expression revealed that he was more serious than he was letting on. He's like, forget it. Just forget it. And then Claire fucking falls down the stairs and they think she's dead. Check, please. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, She was so embarrassed that she just threw herself down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) She saw all this and she's like, I have to put a stop to this. Oh, Oh my God. Yuckaroo. Really weird. Very strange. Also, the fact that he's like, your hand is cold. And she's like, is it? Like, um, hadn't noticed my own hand feeling cold. Maybe not. What is the weirdest way? Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) But what is the weirdest way that a guy has tried to start making out on you? Ooh. I don't think it was weird. I don't think it's ever been weird. It's just been like, oh, no. (laughs) So like once in a car, my friend leaned over to me and I made, I think I made a point of just like hugging him really like, oh, you darted around. And so I just like hugged him. I like moved my head and hugged him really hard. And I was like, oh, so great seeing you. Oh, man. Um, I, I think that's the only time where I was like, whoa, what? It's about to happen. And I wasn't even a hundred percent sure, but I was feeling a definite vibe. And so and then when I got an email confirming everything the next day, I was like, okay, yeah. All right. <sighs> then he wrote me an email telling me essentially that he was wanting to tell me in that moment. Um it's he hard. was a really good friend too. It was really upsetting. It ruined everything. That sucks. It was really sad. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the, that's the only time I can think of. Like I've had friendships end because of crushes before. Yeah. That was the only time where I was like, oh no, this is about to happen. Yeah. What about you? Um, I just, uh, there's, okay. There's this, I forgot what it was, but like, this guy was like, oh, have you ever heard the story about like some kind of what? bunny thing? What? <laughs> he like grabbed I'm my concerned. wrist and then was like hopping as a bunny with his fingers like on. Oh, my God. Did he read this in a book? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just remembered who it was. <laughs> <laughs> and that man's name was Tom Cruise. Oh, my God. No, no. But it is a person that I kind of forgot existed and then, like, remembered. That's right. So he, like, d- does it on my arm. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, nothing. I just wanted to, like, touch you. And I was like, eh? <laughs> And then he went in for a kiss. And I remember thinking, literally, this is so bad. I remember thinking, well, I got nothing else going on right now. So I, like, made out with him for a little bit. Yeah, I've certainly had make i've certainly made out with people where i was like i don't think i want to do this yeah like for me i'm just like okay yeah yeah i'm just like i guess sure yeah like and then i was like you know what i am going to leave and i left and then he was like where did you go what what happened what 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 did we (laughs) we lost something so special and I i was like huh 
that's like in the book yeah you're jenny i'm jenny <laughs> you're jenny when am i gonna find my donnie mm-hmm. yeah the only reason i didn't make out with this guy is because he was a really really good friend of mine and so i wasn't about to do like half-hearted not really into it make out with my friend exactly this guy was like a guy i met at a party yeah um i had this is like my most the closest i get to like a me too story mm. is a teacher at ucb just like started making out with me at a party you when uh, i was really drunk oh um and then at a certain point i was like I never wanted to be doing this. I'm not sure how it happened because I'm drunk. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I stopped it. Mm. And he tried to start it again a couple times. And I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. And and I started to sober up as the night went on. And he continued to get drunker. And like no one was left. And he was like, can I have a ride home? And I was like, this sounds like a bad idea. Sure. Oh, no. And so I gave him a ride home and he was like, oh, I want you to come see my apartment. Mm. And I don't know why I, get, I was like, this is a bad idea. And I was like tr- doing that dumb thing where I was like trying to be nice and polite. Yeah. And I was like, sure. And then he opened the door and the second I walked in, he started kissing me again and immediately stuck his hand down my pants. Gross. Immediately. Stop. And I pushed him away and I ran to my car yeah. and he ran after me and then got in the passenger seat. You stop. And wouldn't leave and was like borderline crying. Oh no. And was like, uh, you think I'm so pathetic? You're gonna you're going to tell everyone about this. And then here I am saying it on a podcast. Yeah, but you're not like, saying his you're name. just going to laugh at me. And he was like such a mess. And then I was like, I'm not, it's fine. You need to go home. You need to go back inside and go to bed. And he finally did. And it's not like I suffered repercussions. That's why I say it's like the closest thing mm-hmm. I had to a Like, I mean, that is a me too thing. That is. Me too was just. Me too is just like assaulted, right? Yeah, I think so. It's not repercussions or anything. I was thinking. I mean, it just happens to go hand in hand because it it happens so often. It's like now that gets used. It was like, yes, all women, I've been assaulted. Me too was like a guy getting me too in a workplace. It's like that's just how it got associated. Yeah, and so everybody just started saying me too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not like anything, I don't think, bad. I don't think it impeded my progress at UCB at all. Yeah. Do you think that he thinks about it ever? Or do you think he was like, no, he was super, super drunk and has probably had so much, so many more worse experiences. Uh, to other people or for him? Um, like rock bottom. Both. Mm. Mm. Other times he's tried thing with things with girls and other times he's felt like super embarrassed about getting rejected. Probably yeah. doesn't think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy like that there are things that people can do that like to you is like one of the worst moments of your life and to them it's nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Or is something that maybe they think about and are the only thing they think is like, I hope that this person stays quiet or I hope that this person doesn't say anything. Yeah. What's crazy Without is I'm sure bad. he didn't think of it as him acting badly. I think no, I he think just he's thought like, I got rejected. I got rejected. Yeah. Well, because that's how guys looked at it. That's how guys contextualized it. Well, I th- um, think I've actually talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know if I told the whole story like that. Maybe I did. It's been three years of doing this podcast. But it took me a really long time to even think of that as a moment of assault. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, well, I'd been making out with him already. Mm-hmm. So I can see why he thought maybe. But it's like, no, as soon as I said no... I wasn't interested in anymore. Mm -hmm. He needed to have stopped and at the very least not have stuck his hand down my pants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it took me a really long time to stop just seeing that as a moment of like, he really swung for the fences. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I, you know, had a part in it because I had been making out with him at one point. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, um, I was listening, I was re-listening to the Flight of the Concords tv soundtrack yeah um and there's a song on there that i'd totally forgotten about called a kiss is not a contract oh that's and great I was like, oh this is a song about consent that's great <laughs> it's very interesting that's great i mean it's true i i remember having a lot of trouble like i guess contextualize well i had always knew that um that my ex-boyfriend my boyfriend at the time had raped me but i had trouble even fully thinking of it as what it was mm-hmm. because of a lot of reasons. I think like one, I was like, Oh, um, he, the next day I w- was like really upset with him and really mad. And he had no idea why had no idea why I was mad. Um, and then it was kind of like, well, who's going to believe? I, and then I stayed with him. And then I was scared about the whole like, well, who's going to believe me? Because I stayed with him. And how can I? That's so embarrassing for me. That's so embarrassing for me to admit. Because like I keep, I, I think the thing, I, I was victim blaming. Because I was like, oh, that makes me not a strong person. And that makes me not this person that I keep telling people I am. Like I keep telling people, oh, I'm someone who doesn't take shit. I'm someone who doesn't whatever. But I stayed with someone for months after and didn't even think of it like i was just like oh that was really bad and i didn't like it um and it was pretty violent and i was like struggling and it was it was really really bad but it still like was never like capital r rape to me it was just like oh it was like a bad time and he and i remember you know being like oh um when we finally broke up i was like you don't know why like the main reason why we're breaking up like and i still couldn't even say it to him i was like you weren't nice to me that's what i said i was like you weren't nice to me and then he was like well you weren't nice to me meaning like that i like yelled at him about it and then he and i think i've I've talked about this on the show before um not to this extent oh really oh no you know what i did not to you it was to uh John Danforth Appel, who was our guest the day that we found out that Donald Trump was president. On that episode? Mm-hmm. I listened to that episode. Maybe I didn't do it in the full detail. Yeah, I think this is the most I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah. I Well, you have never mentioned the pretty violent part. It was really, yeah. 
it was and i've never wanted to like press you on oh, details yeah. obviously or ask yeah what happened so i hadn't i didn't know that yeah it was and it was so weird too because like i was then like i was talking to a friend about it from home and also he like isolated me from my friends and like it was like this whole thing and i was talking to one of my friends about it about what had happened and i just like said what had happened and i just remember seeing the look on her face and she was like kelly you can't stay and i was like oh, yeah i can't and then so i broke up with him that day um and i was like i you were not nice to me like that the fact that i couldn't even fucking say to him like you fucking raped me like that um and then he was like um well you weren't nice to me and i was like well, a little bit different yeah i was like it's different and i was like i'm not even asking from anything for anything from you i'm just asking to not be with you anymore like that's it I, i'm not trying to like tell anyone anything or whatever and he's like well if you told anyone i have pictures of you that where you're naked and so no one's gonna believe you because you were a slut and i was like Ugh. okay i didn't know that part yeah and i was like okay um and i like didn't know what to do and like to this day i like sometimes <laughs> like think about him and about how like he probably only in the context of i hope i don't get me tooed and i'm sure and i know he's like a fucking conservative piece of shit um so i know that he probably thinks that all women are lying because he deep down is horrified that like I might come out of the woodwork and I don't know, ruin his life or something. Um, but it, yeah, it was, it's crazy to think about it and think about that. Like, you know, it's not like you think about it all the time, but you think about it sometimes and like, you're like, Oh shit. Like, I don't know, just sometimes like I'm, I'm driving and I'll be like, Oh, I remember that thing. Yeah. And like, it sucks. And I, and I, I don't know. Did I talk to you about this? I think I have maybe on this show um, where I had told a bunch of friends after and they didn't believe me. Uh. Yeah. And I lost all those friends because uh. they didn't believe me and they got hanging out with them. And I was like, okay, those that's are bad fine. People. I'll just get new friends. Cause and they weren't friends, bad friends. They weren't friends. And then, and also it was very weird too. Like I think back, and Before. I say that not to trivialize how, like, the fact that they abandoned you. I just say that, like, clearly. No, clearly. They, they were, were not friends. Not friends. Those yeah. are bad people. Yeah. Um, And also, like, even then, too, I remember, like... Before we talked about this stuff in the open, we didn't talk about this stuff in the open. Like, you whispered the word rape mm -hmm. but back then. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling people, and they were like... And you could just see the look on their faces of being like, I just don't want to be talking about this. And so I had like no one. I like couldn't talk. And it's to like, oh, that's that is so horrible, though. So are you sure? Yeah. Because I don't want that to have happened to you. So yeah, maybe it didn't. And you're exaggerating. Yeah. Because I don't want to think about that having happened to you. Yeah. It's too horrible. Yeah. And I don't want to think about it. And what I care about in this moment is me and not you. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I found out that he got married. Um, and I think we that was right this. around the time we were starting the podcast. 
Yeah. And did I talk about it on the show or did I just tell you before? I might have you just told, told you before. told me that you had written something about it. Okay. Okay. So, and then it had been mentioned a couple times um, in very like brief. Yeah. Very briefly. Yeah. I think, so I um, found out that he got married because, through, like the way I found out he got married. Oh, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Was a guy Ew. that I had been friends with and was like a mutual friend and who I had basically up until that point had still kind of been hanging out with him because I was so forgiving of people for not, Believing you? Believing me. And so I'd kind of been friends with this guy. I mean, not even really that close. Just like we were like hometown friends. And I was like, he messages me with a voice message on Facebook. A voice message? Yeah. You. And it's just him saying like, hey, I bet you want to hear how oh, I was about to say his name. <laughs> I bet you want to hear how so-and-so's wedding went. I bet you really want to hear about that because I was just at it. I was just at his wedding. And I was like, why would I? This isn't like fun no. ex-boyfriend gossip. No, this makes me want to fucking throw up. So I was like, I don't want to hear that. Please don't ever mention his name to me. That's like PTSD. No, I seriously saying like that is triggering. That is real triggering. I was yeah, fucked that's up. Some for real. I like, wanted to throw up. I couldn't breathe. I was like freaking out. Like, I was just like, how, why, why, why would somebody do this? Why would you do this? Like, why? And I was like, I don't want to fuck. I don't, I don't want to know about this, his fucking wedding. And he was like, okay, God, like, why are you? And I was like, do you seriously not fucking remember? Like, I told you, I fucking told you that he raped me and you didn't fucking believe me. Like, why the fuck would I want to know about his wedding? And then he goes, like, he goes silent for a while and doesn't say anything. And I block him from Facebook. And I think he either texts me. He, find, he finds a way to reach out to me somehow after. I think he texted me. And he's like, just so you know, like, I'm really sorry for the way I said that because I was drinking a lot at the time. So like, oh, yeah, like I was just drunk and like I wasn't thinking about like about that. But like, I seriously don't remember you telling me. And I was like, I don't need to respond to this block um but it's like the, truly the thing that sucks the most when you're telling like when you tell someone for the first time or like tell a person for their first time hearing it um and you see the look on their face of literally like i just don't want to be having this conversation that sucks that feeling sucks and you're just like like you start to kind of pedal back on it and you're like okay maybe i just like won't talk to you about it kind of thing so, I mean, I think it's so great that like people are now like able to talk about it more and like people believe people, which is really awesome um, because it was not like that always. And that was like, like three years ago. Yeah. It's like only in the last what? Seriously, two years, three or two or three years where yeah. it's like. Okay, let's all acknowledge mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. At and all? Like, yeah. And seriously, it was such a non-talk about you carry thing. it like such a deep disease. Yeah. 
Like you don't want people to know you have a disease. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even then, like, like so many levels, right? Like I didn't want people to know that it had happened to me at all because I thought it made me weak, which is not true. And then I didn't want people to know that I was like so upset from hearing about the fact that this guy still has a normal fucking life. And I'm Ugh, like, I hope she's okay. Oh God. His wife is probably not. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I want to rescue her where <laughs> she, she's probably in a very unhappy relationship. Um, God, I remember because I was dating him the end of high school and I remember he was like, we have to get married next year. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I remember being like, I don't think so. I don't really want to do that. And he was like, I can't be older than 21 and not be married. My parents were married when they were 20. <laughs> and I was like, OK, well, good luck with that. I was like, well, that's great for them. I mean, I don't want to be married when I'm 19. He's like, yeah, but I'll be 21. And what am I going to do? It was wow. Weird. He's got a lot of problems. No, he has a lot of problems. For real, a lot of problems. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah. Was, it, I, I just feel like we should be able to talk about that stuff more. And I was like nervous to talk about it. Yeah. Just now. I was like unable to breathe. <laughs> I was like, cool. <laughs> Um, but I think you did a really good job. Well, thanks. And thank you for sharing your story. Cause seriously, people get away with stuff for too long because, because the receivers of the behavior too often feel like, Oh, well, you know, I did this thing and like, Oh, yep. I did this. And it's like, nah, dude, it was what it was. And that person shouldn't act how they did. And this book is a really good example of why we have had to unspool decades of tangled up wrong like brain mapping making us think that it's on us to excuse or justify or make it okay in our own minds to the point where you can like fully acknowledge that because I'm sure yeah you get taught to take way too much responsibility. You get taught to take any responsibility for yeah. your own victimhood. Yeah. And how you respond to that. And on the other side of it too, right? Like how I feel like a lot of people are like, well, how can I ever make a move on somebody? And it's like with well, consent. With consent. And also like you can you can like go for a kiss. Like you can still yeah, go, you can for, go a kiss. for a kiss. Like you can and still if do that into it great yeah and the moment they stop you then stop yeah same for you if you want to stop you can, can stop, stop yeah, even and if they you should not it. continue you can stop yeah um both a kiss is not a contract yeah a kiss Light is not a contract concords. Mm -hmm. like you if like i think the lyrics are it can feel very nice but a kiss is not a contract and yeah. it doesn't mean that more is owed by either party no no but because you get raised on social norms and media, like the part in this book when Chuck is attacking Jenny. Oh, God, he's she scary. She's doing so much work on his behalf. Yep. To make it okay. Um, Like I want to read that part because it does super tie in with what we're talking about. This is unfortunately a pretty smooth transition into this 
because Chuck is, and then Jenny's reaction to it. So he is just enraged. He's in a full rage. He's grabbing her by the shoulders. He throws her on the ground. He's saying like, so with a loud groan, he heaved her down onto the pavement. Ow, she cried out as the back of her head hit the curb. What are you doing? What are you going to do to me? He stood above her, breathing noisily. Is he going to kill me? Jenny wondered. This isn't happening, she thought, the back of her head throbbing with pain, her thoughts swirling in her mind. This isn't Chuck. Chuck was always so lovable, so funny. What have I done to him? Oh, And that's the moment girl. when I went, oh, no. Girl. She says, what have I done to him? What is he going to do to me? And it, like, continues. She's sitting up. She feels dizzy. He's like, you'll be sorry, Jenny. And then without looking at her, he turned and ran, tears drying on her face, her head throbbing. She stood and watched him run. He turned the corner, running at full speed. His car was parked under the trees, blah, blah, blah. She waited until his car was out of sight and started walking toward home, taking long but unsteady strides. He hates me so much, she realized. I hurt him so much. I hurt him. He hates me. The words repeated and repeated, followed her home, followed her up the stairs to her room, followed her into the shower. I hurt him. He hates me. The words followed her into bed, wouldn't let her sleep, wouldn't let her think about anything else. I hurt him. He hates me. She had almost drifted off when the phone beside her bed rang. She reached out her hand and grabbed the receiver. Should she pick it up? Despite the heat of the night, she suddenly felt cold all over. Um, And then it's fucking Eli calling with his secret phone (laughs) but like it's crazy how wrong her reaction is not wrong it's just like not true it's not right it's not fair to her yes it's unfair to her but the writing is so good is that maybe the best rl stein writing i've ever read no yeah it's like so striking yeah i hurt him he hates me i hurt him he hates the fact that like the imagery of the words following her. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's such good writing. Is this R.L. Stein's best Is book? Is this the best R.L. Stein book Is this ever? the best book we've ever read? Is this the great American novel? <laughs> Is this... Should we all just stop writing? Because this is it. I think, we should, it. I think we should all stop writing. Perfection. But that is really good. And it sucks because it... I don't know what R.L. Stein thinks. I know. Is this a book about a girl who takes too much responsibility for how the men and not even men boys in her life are treating her i think so i hope so i think so i think i think you can give it a generous reading that isn't even too generous for what it is it's a little generous though because she does excuse it away she doesn't call cal on anything she ends up with cal he's not the bad guy nobody is the bad guy unless they've actually killed someone that's always the lesson of this these books also no one in the book is like girl you're being too hard on yourself i do think that are we supposed to be the ones he sympathizes with her i think he does for sure but like it's pretty trivialized in the context of the book not in that moment well because he's not the killer it's yeah but it does sort of read as though yeah, Jenny, you really hurt him. And because of you 
mildly breaking up with him after three weeks of dating him and you are in high school. He's he's gone mad. He's gone mad because you hurt him. Yeah. And so it's really strange. But shit like that is it is directly related. Yeah. To how much work women put into making these experiences okay. And yeah. it's insane that this is a conversation that came out of the babysitter too. I know. That I wasn't even fully thinking we'd Me get neither. into this much. I knew I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. But like it is absolutely the same mindset. Well, it is totally right. Like it's, it's a like, very I like, made him so mad. Well, you know how guys are. You can't push them like that because then mm-hmm. they do this. And it's like they don't have to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. It's a hundred percent the the I hurt him, I made him mad, I shouldn't have made him so mad, I shouldn't have upset him so much. He I wouldn't be him. acting like me. this if it weren't for that. What did I do? And this is a point horror book from nineteen ninety one. Yeah. And we were reading it. Yep. Yeah. And I was eleven. Yeah. I don't know nope. if I read this one Sorry. actually. I, I was know. eight or nine. <laughs> How old am I? <laughs> Am I six? I was three. Nine. I was nine. I was nine. Yeah. I don't know if I read this one, actually. I probably didn't read this one until junior high, if I did at all. Yeah. I don't remember it at all, so I don't but think any. I read it. Anyway, the books um, are like this. Unless you're the actual murderer of the book. Murderer of the book. You are not the, a bad guy. Yeah. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Well, that's the babysitter too. And anyway, oh. the real, the real villain is the fucking secretary. Oh yeah, and she like lures shrink. She lures her out there, out to the rock quarry because she's like, I'm pretty sure it's her. So she, um, she thinks it's Doctor Schindler. Schindler. And so she feeds the doctor fake information about her going to the rock quarry alone, which she actually is going with Cal. I will save this for Cal. She, when she is upset, he's <gasps> like, "What's wrong?" Yes, she's like, "I'm just gonna lay it all out for you." Here's what happened to me the last time I was babysitting. I am currently receiving threats and he does nothing but listen to her and believe her yeah. and support her. Even when she's like, I think it's Dr. Schindler. Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, great. Okay. Let's go how do can it. I help. Yeah. I, so apart yeah. from being a fussy little baby in the car and then like yelling back at Rick during a tennis match. Although I will say Rick good. was being way more annoying during the tennis match. Absolutely. In fact, I don't remember Cal being no Cal was actually bad except that he apologized he apologized yeah for how he behaved when actually at tennis he didn't need to apologize because from my memory of how it played out he's like okay this guy's intense and like Rick is freaking out the book said he got intense back at him but I yeah don't remember I don't feel like that was actually written I just feel like he was like it's like Jenny's like wow he got so intense Yeah, but like we didn't actually see that happen. It was just Rick. But yeah, so Cal, Cal does prove himself. I will say that. Yeah, he does. And then they realize, oh my God, it's not the doctor. It's the secretary. The secretary who never should have been hired. Yep. The end. Police come. Because the doctor was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. I realize that. uh, It's like, oh, unfortunately, I made the insane leap. To this conclusion, but the fact that I made the leap so quickly means it wasn't insane, and that is insane. He's like, anywho, the police are here. Sorry. She's 
uh, going to be contained. And um, oh yeah, the rock quarry was filled with water. Oh yeah, so they have a underwater fight. She and That's the secretary. Fun. Yeah, and then Cal like gets the secretary off of her. Yeah, because he did go with her. Yeah, and then she comes out of the water and she's like, "This isn't the end of this." <sighs> And then the doctor's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and then R.L. Stein's like, no, it's not. I'm going to write a third. Yeah, there is the third. Yep. Oh, my word. Um. Oh, the other thing is that Eli fakes his death. <laughs> he yeah. pretends that a bookcase falls on him. What is this? And he uh, has like a fake plastic puddle of blood yeah. that he like Harold lays on so that it looks like, yeah, he's Harold and modding. <laughs> A lot of people really love that movie. I don't remember it. I love that movie. I saw it. Do not remember it. It's really good. Is it? Yep. Great. Highly recommend. I just remember like the visuals of like his suicide scenes. Mm-hmm. But don't. And I remember them like walking around in a graveyard. That's it. That probably happened. Probably did. Uh. Anyway. Oh, you yawned and now I did. Ha uh-huh. ha. Uh. So this ended up being a more intense episode. Yeah. And I think in a good way. Yes. Because it is really weird how what seems super minor in a book for teenagers way, 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 way ties in to (laughs) sexual assault. Yeah, dude. And how we respond to it. Yeah. So sneak attack. (laughs) Sneak attack got serious. All right. We will talk with you guys next week. Um, if you want to support our show, patreon.com slash teen creeps. Thank you so much to everybody who supports us. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can get, um, there's episode, we got mini sods, outside genre episodes. We got public domain theater episodes. We got it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you can follow our show on Twitter and Instagram at teen creeps pod. And... Thank you for being so open, Kelly. Thank you for being so open and listening in an open way as well. Both telling in an open way and listening in an open way. And also to you. (laughs) And also to you. And also to you. Thank you you for being you, Lindsay. Thank you for being you, Kelly. And thank you, listeners, for being you. Mm Mm-hmm. With your support, (laughs) you get a tote bag. (laughs) Something, something, public... What are you saying? Foundation drive. Oh, now I get it. Insert PBS joke, pledge drive joke. Beep. Anyway, keep it creepy. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.